0: praise you gave him all week, you ought to give it right now. Hey! Hey! Come on, has God been good to anybody here tonight? Did he make a way out of nowhere? He's a great God, and he's worthy of my best praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. If I was the devil, thank God I'm not, but if I was, I would put up a 10-foot concrete fence right now, because it feels like somebody's going to get a miracle tonight, and they're not just going to stop at getting a miracle, but they're going to march to the enemy's camp, and they're just going to stomp all over it, but somebody ought to put the devil where he belongs tonight. Hallelujah. Psalms chapter 44. Psalms chapter 44, verse uh, 1. Turning there, I want to say it's so good to feel the presence of the Lord that we feel in this house tonight. How many are thankful that you feel what you feel? Amen. Amen. Psalms chapter 44, verse 1. Give honor tonight uh, to the wonderful ministry of this church and the ministry team. Amen. I thank God uh, for Brother Williams and First Lady Williams, the vision that God has given them and how this ministry team is fulfilling that. And uh, I just believe that there's big things on the horizon for the Rock Church of Fort Myers. Hallelujah. In Psalms chapter 44, verse 1, we have heard with our ears, O God. Our fathers have told us what work thou didst in their days and the times of old. How thou didst drive out the heathen with thy hand and plantest them. How thou didst afflict the people and cast them out. For they got not the land in possession by their own sword. Neither did their own arms save them. But thy right hand and thine arm in the light of thy countenance. Because thou hast a favor unto them. Thou art my king, O God, command deliverances for Jacob. He said, through thee will we push down our enemies. Through thy name we will tread them under that rise up against us. For I will not trust in my bow, neither shall my sword save me. But thou hast saved us from our enemies. How many got that testimony? And that's put them to shame that hated us. Verse 8 is one of my favorite verses of the Bible. They said, in God we boast all the day long and praise thy name forever. Selah. Amen. I'm going to hold my title tonight for just a little bit. When I get to it, you'll know I'm there and you'll know I'm about halfway done preaching. Uh, so you'll know that that's the point you need to really get on board. I'm, I'm not going to be long tonight. Now look at your neighbor saying, he ain't lying either not going to be long. tonight. I I know y'all used to hearing preachers saying that and they lying, but I'm not lying, telling the truth. (laughs) Amen. We're not going to preach long tonight, but we are going to preach long enough to have a Holy Ghost fit in this place. We're going to preach long enough for somebody to get a miracle in this house tonight. Come on, would you lift your hands with me right now and lift your voice and give God a shout of praise and begin to lift your voice in prayer. We're believing you for miracle signs and wonders in this house tonight. We're thanking you, God, that you're working and we're thanking you, God, that you're moving, that you're healing. God, that you're doing what man cannot do. God, I'm asking you in this house tonight, let somebody get a miracle. Let somebody get a breakthrough. Let somebody get deliverance. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Come on, clap your hands unto the lord and give god a shout of praise come on give him a shout of praise give him a shout of praise hallelujah blessed be the name of the lord amen amen you may be seated in the fear of the lord psalms chapter 44 is a song that is written giving gratification to God because of his power and his mercy towards the Hebrew people. It is believed that Psalm chapter 44 is a psalm that the elders sang together. The elders of Israel have come together in a writing session, if you will, and as they began to uh, began to sing unto the Lord. This psalm comes from their spirit and they, they began to worship and begin to magnify the name of the Lord and this is what comes from this psalm. They begin by reminiscing the stories that they were told from their fathers and their grandfathers of how God worked a miracle for them. It, believe, it, it begins with them telling us that it was our fathers that have told us how you worked in the days of old. It begins by letting them know that this is not a single generational thing, but how many know that is truth endures to all generations? This isn't just for you, but it's for your children and your grandchildren and those that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. This isn't just for this church, but this is for every nation, for every tongue, for every kindred. This is for everybody and for Myers. I I understand. I believe and I I, I don't believe that we're going to win the world in the sense of everybody in the world is going to be apostolic, but I do believe this, that everybody has an opportunity to be saved. Everybody has an opportunity to walk in the blessing and the favor of God. I am sure that there were times that they sat around the campfire and heard about how God worked it out for their good. They began to tell us of how they, that God drove out the inhabitants of the promised land. God drove out the people with his right hand of power. And then they said, the reason that we're here today is because thou hast a favor upon us. Said that we we shouldn't be here, but Bishop, we're here because God favored me. We we shouldn't be living in the promised land, but we're living in the promised land because God favored us in spite of our failures. God favored us. In spite of the enemies that were trying to kill us, God favored us. In spite of all the hell that was breaking loose in our life, God favored us. Can I tell you today that you need to just roll your shoulders back, hold your head high, stand flat-footed, and walk in the faith. favor of God if the devil wanted to kill you he'd have done it a long time ago but the favor of God says that your God's not done with you the favor of God says he's not done blessing you the favor of God says he's not done using you for his kingdom and for his glory It amazes me the amount of people that were running high in the cave like Elijah did. I I just want you, I I want to help you make some sense of this tonight. The Bible says that Elijah has just cut off 400 prophets of Baal's head and 400 prophets of Dagon's head. And, And as he is experiencing, if you'll let me put it like this, good Sunday night church, as he is experiencing the blessing and the favor of God, he gets a word from Jezebel that tomorrow, about this time, I'm gonna have your head just like you have the heads of the prophets of Baal. And Elijah, the man of God, runs and hides to a cave because one woman that said, I'm gonna kill you. Now let me just tell you something. If she could have killed him, do you think she would have sent a messenger to tell him that she was going to kill him. Do you think for one moment in a world where a man could disappear like you couldn't track him on GPS. You couldn't find where he was at because of his post on Instagram. Elijah could literally disappear in a moment. Do you think if she could have killed him that she would have sent a messenger to him to tell him that she was going to do it? I've come to tell somebody tonight that the messenger is not the mercenary. And just because the devil's been coming against you and telling you he's going to kill you, I've come the priest to somebody on a Sunday night that the devil is a liar. If he could have killed you, he would have done it a long time ago. If he could have kept you from the blessing, he would have done it a long time ago. But when the devil stepped in to kill you, favor stepped in to save you. When the devil stepped in to take your family, favor stepped in and said, No, 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 no. When the devil said, I'm going to keep you out of the promised land, favor said, I'm going to push you until I push you into the promised land. When the devil said, I'm going to take you out, favor said, I'm going to keep you in. Somebody give God a hand clap of praise. If you want the favor to be removed, Well, that sounded like you want a little bit of favor, but I'm just going to challenge you right now. If you really want favor, give God a hand clap of praise. I'm, I'm, I'm almost preaching. I'm, I'm still giving the announcements. I'm almost preaching. But somebody needs to step out of the average and ordinary and mundane of what you do on a Sunday night. And you don't have to wait to the end. You don't have to wait for the altar call. But you can start walking in favor right now. You can start walking in blessing right now. I'm blessed in the city, I'm blessed in the field because the favor of the Lord is upon me. I've got favor and the devil can't take it away. I gotta hurry, I gotta hurry. He said, thou commanded deliverances for Jacob. It wasn't just that God delivered them. He commanded deliverances. See, I I don't know how much power's in that. Let me tell you how much power's in that. The same God that said, let there be light. And there was light commanded deliverance for Israel. The same God that created the seas with the spoken word spoke deliverance for Israel. The same God that's the same God that spoke uh, that the winds and the seas uh, would lay down uh, was the same God uh, that spoke deliverance uh, for Israel. Uh, And let me tell somebody uh, on a Sunday night uh, that I hear the voice of the Lord uh, and it's commanding deliverance uh, for Fort Myers. Uh, It's it's commanding deliverance for the rock church it's commanding deliverance i hear the voice of deliverance speaking out i hear a voice it's a voice of deliverance and it says release the finances to buy building i hear a voice it's the voice of blessing it says release the finance to add to the building i hear a voice it's the voice of deliverance that says deliver the addict deliver the alcoholic and fill my house that it might be made for through thee will we tread upon our enemies and we will not trust in our own weaponry of war, but we will trust in God verse 8 says in God we boast all the day long and praise thy name forever Selah now this I was reading this one day and If you're not careful, you can get caught up in the the chapter that we just read. And you can start getting out of your seat, shouting and throwing ties. But there's this moment that happens here that that I didn't quite understand until I got revelation, Bishop Williams. Because the Bible says, God, we both saw the day long. Praise thy name forever. Say loud. David gives the picture here of what a worshiper should be as he is recording the songs of the elders. It's printed through many different chapters placed behind different, uh, different style of text. In Psalms chapter 7 we see a completely different picture. Verse 5 David writes, let the enemy persecute my soul and take it Yea, let him tread down my life upon the earth and lay mine honor in the dust. Selah. Now that don't sound like in God we boast all the day long and praise thy name forever. That ain't the same kind of scripture. David is literally in this context is saying, I wish I wasn't born. David's in the middle of the trial. David's in the middle of all hell breaking loose. And he says, Let the enemy take me and persecute my soul. But when he gets done, he says the same word. Now how in the cornbread world can you put this word behind these two different texts and it still continue in its in its meaning? Some say that this word it, it, it means forever. And while there may be some validity to that, I don't think that's the whole picture. And some say that it is a word of praise. And yet again, I would say that there is some validity to that. But it is not the whole picture. But David is showing us what it's like to be in the bottom of the barrel and he uses the same word that the Israelite elders use when they're up on the mountaintop and I began to study Brother Sloss and I found out that the word Selah is not actually a word but it is a musical note that is added anybody that knows anything about music they understand that there are times to play and there are times to pause and this word selah, was literally a time to pause but in order to do a selah correctly you had to lay down your pen and to walk away and to worship and so when I read that I got the revelation of what David was showing us when he writes this behind Psalms chapter 7 and verse 5 when all hell is breaking loose in his life he gets to the end of the verse and he puts down his pen brother john and he says i gotta go away and i gotta worship you ready I'm, i'm almost done preaching so here's my title anytime is a good time for a praise break All hell's breaking loose in my world. But it's still a good time to give it glory. It's still a good time to put down the pen and give it praise. I started thinking about people in the Bible that did not get to write their own story like the woman with an issue of we we read the story in the Gospels but Brother Hammonds how would she have said it if she got to write the story I'm sure she would have talked about the nights uh, that she laid awake and cried I'm I'm sure that she would have talked about the times uh, where it felt like all hope was lost Uh, I'm sure she'd have talked about trip to trip uh, going to the doctor uh, and spending all her money uh, and they told her go home I I can't help you I can't fix you but I'm sure when she got done talking about all the mess uh, she'd have said then I heard about a man named Jesus I I heard that he healed the sick I heard that he raised the dead and so I got into the press and the crowd didn't want me to get to Jesus the crowd didn't want me to touch the hem of his garment but I just said to myself I gotta touch him or I'm gonna die I got into the press I pressed my way in I touched the hem of his garment and when I touched the hem of his garment immediately the issue of blood was cleansed I didn't want nobody to know I touched him I was scared because of the implications of the law that day I wasn't even supposed to be a church I was a part of the crowd that nobody wanted to be around sick in my body and sick in my soul but one time I believe that she would have went through all of that When she got to the end of her story, Brother Collins, uh, there'd have been a five-letter word at the end of her story. Uh, She would have stopped uh, and put down the pen uh, and wrote, uh, for now's a pretty good time. uh, I wonder if there's anybody uh, that's been sick in your body. Kings chapter 4 the Bible said her money done got funny because her husband had died and now the debtors were coming and I just wonder Bishop what would she say if we gave her the mic for testimony service I wonder if she would have talked about walking into the kitchen and looking at the table at the past due notices that was stacked up six inches deep. I I wonder if she would have talked about going to the local fountain and digging quarters out just to buy a hamburger from McDonald's. I, I wonder if she would have talked about the stress that it put on her because she couldn't pay her light bill and she was doing everything she could just to keep food on the table. but I showed up at the man of God's house. And he didn't pray for me. He just asked me, what did I have in my house? And it didn't make much sense because I've been living in this house for the last 10 years and nothing has changed. I've been living in my house for the last 10 years and I can't get out of this financial dysfunction. It are an in the... <laughs> preacher you just don't know how long I've been in this you don't, you don't know how long I've been having to deal with this you, you, you don't know how bad it is uh, uh, American Express has done called me and told me uh, they they about to show up at my house and put a boot on my car if I don't pay the car preacher you don't know how bad it is but you see this little woman had a revelation uh, if I can just get in the presence uh, of where God's moving uh, then something's gonna out there somebody tonight uh, to give the revelation of the little woman uh, with oh, uh, that the debtors were coming to take her children uh, and you put a sailor praise uh, on top of your money problems uh, and give him praise because uh, he's worthy uh, of, uh, even if I'm broke uh, he's worthy uh, even if I'm hurting uh, he's worthy uh, I tell y'all, I'm not going to preach long, but I think I lied. I think I lied, Bishop. I think I'm going to preach a little while. I, I, I wonder what Paul and Silas really said that day. Come help me, Bishop. Let's sit down right here. And I, I wonder what it was like in the prison cell. The Bible says somewhere about midnight, Paul and Silas sang and they prayed. Now I'm going to sing because I sing better than you. <laughs> hey, God, now I'm lying. I'm a, I'm lying a lot tonight. Help me, Jesus. But they begin to sing. And and, and I, I know we read the Bible and we say that God sent an earthquake, but the Bible doesn't say that God sent an earthquake. The Bible just said that there was an earthquake. So if if you disagree with this, you just fix it later, okay? This is what I believe. I believe that the praise and worship and prayer of Paul and Silas reached down, reach with me, reached down to the middle of the earth and got a hold of the gates of hell and began to shake them. There was no earthquake, but there was two men that were in captivity that got a hold of the gates of hell begin to shake them until the earth began to shake until the biblical Satan of until the prison began to shake until the, until their chains begin to shake I'm telling somebody on a Sunday night you want to give a sailor praise that goes down to the pits of hell but they shook hell anyway. They didn't have a drummer. It was just their chains but they shook hell anyway. I don't know why we make such a big deal about this. I tell you why. Because the Bible said, and the prisoners heard them. And when the shaking got done, every man's bands were loose. See baby, while you're praising at God's house, he's working on the next road over. While you're shouting at God's house and shaking the gates of hell, He's showing up at the bar room where your mama's sitting on a bar stool, drinking her life away. While you're shouting at God's house, He's sending an angel to the crack house to get your daddy. I got a sailor praise that says it's a good time. Even in the prison house, to give it somebody, give it praise from the prison. now because you waiting on the spirit of the Lord to get a hold of you before you start shouting. You waiting on somebody to come get you by the hand and drag you till you get goosebumps before you start dancing. Let me tell you something. And I know what the Bible says, they that worship me must worship me in spirit and truth but that's worship worship you do in the spirit but let me tell you something about praise you do that in your flesh see praise is not designed to be a thank you for what God has done but praise is designed while you're in the middle of the shadow of the valley of death What's the sign while you're in the middle of the storm and the rain? But you start leaping till joy comes your way. Second Kings chapter three. If you read it, I'm going to give you Bible for it. If you read it, you'll find King Jehoram, king of Israel. He has went out against Moab. And he finds himself a man that knows how to fight. His name is Jehoshaphat, Bishop. He finds Jehoshaphat, king of Judah. Anybody know what Judah means? y'all went to the same Sunday school I did. He finds Jehoshaphat, king of praise. And Israel ask praise, how shall we go up to fight against Moab? And you'd know he, said? he said, we're going by the way of Edom. That makes me wanna shout because I know where I'm going and you don't, but let me just give you a little insight. Edom in the Old Testament is always a type and a shadow of flesh. And so Jehoshaphat said, if Israel is gonna link up with praise, and get victory, it's gotta go through the flesh first. Well, I'm just waiting. Honey, they used to sing a song when I was a little boy that said, don't wait till the battle is over. Because you know in the end, you're gonna... You're waiting on the Spirit to do the work. Honey, I'm gonna tell you something. You gotta start in your flesh and work towards the spirit. You might not feel like dancing, but... I'm done, I'm done, but, I'm done, but Psalms 150 gives us all the ways that we are to praise him, string instruments and organs, cymbals, high sounding cymbals, a psaltery and a harp, timbrel and a dance, but can I tell you something? the man that wrote that song knew what it was like to be chased for his life, Brother John. David would have his own family come in and try to kill him. David would have his own family. The the man that should be parading him in the streets and, and talking about how great he is is trying to run a spear through him. And sometimes when you're on a run, You don't have time to pack up the band. Hey, hey, hey. Sometimes when you're running for your, you don't, you see how big that organ is? You ain't got time to pack the organ. I feel so sorry for drummers when they have to move them drum kit. I pray for y'all, I really do. But when David said praise him on the high sounding cymbals, He didn't take into effect that sometimes you're going to have to run into a cave. And it takes a long time to pack all that up. So David sits back and says, cymbals and organs and string instruments and psalm trees and harps and and, and timbrels and dances. He said, but when you ain't got all that, let everything that have breath, see because there's gonna come a time in your life uh, when you ain't got the drummer uh, and you ain't got the organ player uh, you ain't got nobody pushing you to come on uh, you can make it uh, you gonna be on your job all by yourself uh, and you gotta learn how to walk into the bathroom and close the door Be honest and say you got problems. How many would just be honest and say if I let my problems dictate my praise, I wouldn't move? But I came with a word from God on Sunday night. Anytime is a good time for a praise break. You you don't know how sick I am. Anytime is a good time. You don't know how broke I am any time. Here's what we're gonna do, here's what we're gonna do. What if, just in the words of, could it be, could it be that on a Sunday night in September, with everything going wrong, that this praise was the last praise you gave him on this side of what you're going through. Could it be that if you got a sailor praise down in your, sp- if you got a sailor praise down in your spirit that Sunday night, Tonight would be the last night that you struggle with the demons you've been struggling with. Say, preacher, you don't know if that's going to happen or not. You're right, I don't. But you don't either. You don't don't know that my miracle's going to happen, but you don't know that it's not. You don't know that my children are going to pray through, but you don't know that they aren't. You, you you don't know that my miracle is here right now but you don't know that it's not and so if you've come to church you already got dressed up you already came to church you might as well put a sailor praise down in your spirit and, and praise it like tonight's the, the night that you're gonna get your miracle